Welcome to Fear and Greed. The week ahead, I'm Sean Elmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kakoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com and on Twitter using the handle thekook, T-H-E-K-O-U-K, thekook. Stephen, good morning. Good morning, Sean. A bit going on this week, but what a week last week was. What do you reckon of those inflation figures and what's it mean for rates? Well, the inflation numbers, in a, in a funny way, if you take a step back, they were only a smidge, you know, one or two tenths above expectations, but they created, well, a, a firestorm in financial markets that sort of had everybody rushing to sort of put in a call for a, a hike from the RBA when they meet on Melbourne Cup Day. And we had Michelle Bullock, the RBA governor, giving a couple of interactions, a couple of chats, including to the Senate where she said, look, we haven't really updated our forecast yet. They're sort of broadly in line with what we were thinking. The Treasurer, he butted into, so Jim Chalmers sort of came out talking about cost of living pressures and said, yeah, they're broadly consistent with the Treasury forecast. So we had this almighty kerfuffle over a relatively small forecast miss on the inflation rate. Uh, And look, wow, you know, uh, I think it'll be the data that's released this week, which will determine whether or not we get that rate hike uh, or not on Melbourne Cup Day. Okay, so what data do we have coming out this week that we should be keeping a very close eye on, given what you just said? Retail trade, let's start there. The retail trade is the big, the biggie. That's the one that's really important. It makes up a pretty significant part of the overall GDP profile that, you know, what we consumers, you and me and all the listeners spend in the shops, uh, at grocery stores and in cafes, restaurants, these sorts of things. That's, that's what retail sales are basically. And they're a big part of the economy, as I mentioned. And they've been weak for the last, well, for the last 10 or 11 months since the end of 2022, that as the rate hikes from the middle of last year started to bite here, we consumers were hunkering down on the back of those rate hikes. We've had inflation rising by more than wages. Indeed, that was confirmed last week too, just by the way, with those inflation numbers. And we consumers have been responding to that by trimming back our expenditure. So the lead into the number that we get out later this week is going to be absolutely fascinating. If we do get a like an, an okay figure, and by okay, I mean probably growth of only 0.2 or 0.3% month on month, so not not strong, it might just tilt the RBA to say, hey, you know, maybe consumer spending's weak but not catastrophic, inflation's a little bit higher than we would like, it's still coming down but not as quickly as we would like, and that would feed into the narrative of the rate hike next week. But if we do get another shocker, another bad result. You know, we've had a whole lot of the retail companies coming out this last little while sort of confirming that sales are down and margins are down. So if that shows up in these retail sales numbers, then yeah, I mean, I might think, well, we've done enough. Yes, that inflation rate's a little bit uncomfortable, but we can sort of tolerate that as the economy slows down. So retail sales are the biggie for this week. It really highlights just how close the call is about a rate lift next week. Oh, and it genuinely is. Looking at the, the, the futures market and, dare I say, it, even the betting markets, it is literally a, an even money each of two sort of proposition right now. And, you know, unless there's a well-placed journalist out there who writes something about what the RBA is thinking uh, or we get, you know, a run of shock numbers, not just domestically but also internationally, you know, what's happening in geopolitics and things can, can have an influence. And I know we're only a week and a bit away from the next board meeting, but, you know, if there were to be a you know, a couple of shock uh, indicators coming out of the US or China out of the Eurozone, or as I said, a geopolitical disaster emerging, then that might influence the RBA. But for the here and now, it's a genuinely close, close call. It's a, oh, I'll use the Melbourne Cup metaphor, it's a photo finish. 
Mm, indeed. Look, a couple of other, well, other data out this week. Building approvals? Yeah, building approvals, not, not unimportant. But, yeah, one of the things that we do know, you know, desperately know, is that we need in Australia to build a lot more houses to accommodate the strong demographic changes, the population growth through immigration and foreign students coming to Australia to study, all those good things about the economy, but we just don't have enough houses. So building approvals have been lagging for the last 12 months. It'd be nice to see a, a small increase, you know, a 3 or 4% month-on-month increase to sort of signal a turning point in construction activity. But I fear you know, we might not get anything that good because we still keep hearing stories of building companies going under or confronting, you know, genuine uh, and severe cost pressures. And oh, look, I, I think the building and construction sector's got a couple of more months of weakness before we hopefully, hopefully get a turning point next year. And it's the end of the month, so we'll get house price data as well. Those those people who forecast 20% drops in house prices, well, I hope they're all listening to you right now, Steve. Well, I, I hope they are too, and, you know, you've got to take your wins when you get them. But look, we, we do know from the high-frequency core logic data, the ones that they put out daily for the five cities, that we're probably going to get another month-on-month increase uh, of about 1% Australia-wide, Sydney, Perth, Brisbane doing very, very well. Adelaide's still doing very strongly. Melbourne, the laggard, but still going up. It's still increasing. Uh, and the rest of the country sort of just registering small increases. But again, I love Economics 101, Sean, when you get strong demand, population growth, weak supply, low levels of construction, what happens to price? It goes up. And that's exactly mm. what we're seeing on housing right now, even with these interest rate hikes that have already been delivered. Stephen, enjoy your week. Will do, Sean. Thank you. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on X using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. 